0: You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Jeff Ellis, your host, writer over at 24-7 Sports. I wanted to shake it up, doing a little different start for the day. Uh, I will continue by reminding you to use the Himalaya app, subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, all of that is helpful. The Indians don't play today, so there's no game to talk about. So I thought it'd be pretty easy to break up the show into two parts. The first one doing some more look at the numbers but looking at whole team numbers instead of individual players going through the numbers yesterday it became very apparent that the Indians have five really good hitters and then two okay you know below average but we'll take it and then uh, the rest were just atrocious so today we're gonna see how they're doing as a team in general um, I thought there was a great tweet today by um, Monty you know we the, he does has the account where he pretends to be Monty from uh, Major League, where he posted player A and player B, and there uh, a lot of the numbers were very similar, and it was Roberto Perez and Bryce Harper. Now Harper's numbers were slightly better, but still, it's a good point. Roberto Perez, I gave him so much crap through the beginning of the year, but at this point. Uh, Kevin Dean, another person I mentioned on the Twitter uh, yesterday, if you're listening, I'm sure you follow me on Twitter, I retweeted something he had today about the highest uh, wars among catchers, and Prez is near the top. Because he is such a good defender, first of all, there's so much value there, but the power production this year has just been unreal, and he's still walking at a high rate, so... Um, Again, I just wanted to shout out those two guys who made some good points over there on the Twitter machine. Second half of the show, we will look at Lake County. It's been a while since we did minor league check in so we'll talk about the, the who's there and the talent. Um, before we dive into numbers, I thought it would be a good time to talk about the matchup against the Reds. The Reds, if you have not been paying attention, are not the team you think they are. If you're like, oh, that's a team with a lot of bats that's what they're supposed to be instead this is a team that is excelling through their pitching um their pitching staff has been surprisingly strong this year uh they, they have solid starters one through five the bullpen has been steady and the offense has been an utter disappointment um their big trade with the dodgers um hasn't worked out to to their advantage really uh Yassiel Puig has really struggled. He has not been able to do much there. Scooter Gannett has not really played because of injury. Uh, Jess Winkler has not played uh, particularly well. He's not been awful, but definitely a step back. You know, the guys who are stepping up are uh, Jose Iglesias, the free agent shortstop. Uh, Eugenio Suarez has continued to be one of their best hitters. And, uh, of course, uh, Cleveland's own Derek Dietrich, who is going to be undoubtedly an all-star here in Cleveland this summer for Cincinnati. He has just had an unbelievable year, and a lot of people ding the Indians. I mean, I wanted the Indians to sign when, they, when he was let go. Uh, it was, was definitely a missed opportunity, but anyone could have had him. I mean, it was not like uh, anyone was rushing out. No one wanted to give him the, what, $2.5 million, I think is what he was projected to get. So, uh, yeah, Dietrich has just been unbelievable for them, but... They already cut Matt Kemp, who they got in that deal. It's uh, Offensively, it has been a pretty brutal year for the Reds. And then on the pitching side of things, uh, in the first game, the Indians will face uh, Luis Castillo, who one can make a case for him to be an all-star for the Reds this year. Just uh, striking a lot of guys out, barely giving up any runs. I mean, really, honestly, he should be in the all-star game. Uh, it's a, he, and if you're like Luis Castillo, that's, I'm 99% sure that is the guy that the Reds got when they traded Dan Straley to the Miami Marlins. And one of those trades at the time I went, Dan Straley, isn't that good, but, uh, you know, they, uh, the Marlins were trying to go for it all with that core. And, uh, like I said, Castillo will be an all-star for them this year. So that first game is going to be tough. That is the one that they're likely to lose. Uh Tanner Rourke has been solid for them, as has Sonny Gray. And Tyler Molly is, uh, you know, an interesting developmental lefty who has been all right. The upside for the Indians is the one starter who has not been really all that great that year. Anthony, uh, Scafiani Descaf- is who they will get in game two. So the second game that you get to face the Reds' worst starter, um, and you want to face their worst starter because the pen is really good. uh, Rezel, uh Iglesias, the closer, has been solid for quite a few years now. Uh, Michael Lorenzen has started to cut back on the uh, horrible command issues he's had. And it makes him a really effective setup guy. Amir Garrett's been utterly fantastic back there. Even someone like Robert Stephenson, who was a former top prospect, is starting to get things together and looking good. It is a strong pen, and they're getting really good performances out of it. The Reds have one of the better uh, bullpens right now in baseball because they do have multiple arms that really profiles closers. Uh, Lorenzen, Iglesias, and Garrett all profiles closers, and it does make one wonder if someone like Iglesias, who's the most proven one, could be a trade asset. Uh, something that came up on Twitter is, well, we've had a lot of Brad Hand talk, I do not think the Indians will end up trading him because there is a chance this market will get flooded with the relievers. You know, Shane Green with the Tigers. Uh, San Francisco's got uh, three arms that are within the last year and a half of their contracts that could all be moved. It's uh, There's going to be a lot of relievers available, and that'll, that'll drive the market way down. So now that we've talked about the upcoming series, I thought we could switch wheels a bit, and we'll talk about stats and where the indians match up so we'll start with team stats and we'll start with the very important one of triples where the indians are second from the bottom i'm kidding that's well they are second from the bottom but we're not going to care about triples so if we look at team batting average again batting average is a flawed stat but there's some value in this as a team the indians are batting 227 that is second worst in baseball detroit has passed them and it is now toronto who's the worst team in baseball um Yeah, so that's, you know, really ugly, a two twenty seven average. But this is where it starts to get a little balanced out because the Indians do walk at a high rate. So their on-base percentage is three eleven. still well below league average. Still, that's just the 11th best. The only teams that are worse are Kansas City, Baltimore, Detroit, and Toronto. Those four teams are all going to pick in the top 10. Uh, The White Sox are one point higher, but the Indians are, you know, their offensive production, on-base is basically at its core, how often you don't get an out. And in this case, the Indians are well below everybody else in that uh, that is a a team that's actually contending. I mean, the White Sox are kind of a near contender at this point. Uh, I don't want to uh, discount them too much, but that's that's an issue. And if you go to slugging percentage, we're just going to look at, you know, how hard they're hitting the ball. The Indians have the third worst uh, one of those in the American League. Detroit and Toronto are the only ones worse. And there's a bit of a gap before the White Sox, who are next up. So we're seeing that, uh, on the whole, the Indians really are one of the three worst offenses in the American League. And the only ones worse than them are teams that aren't even trying. And we do the combined OPS. No surprise, they're fourth from the bottom. Now, if you want to look at the positive on this, this has improved. Last time we checked in about a month ago, they were um, bottom or second from the bottom in all but two categories. So this is definitely a step forward. They are, you know, baby steps, but we'll see how it continues to go. If you're, you know, some of the other ones I always like to look at home runs, uh Seattle is by the way still at top of that. Uh speaks to just how atrocious Seattle's pitching's been that uh, offensively they're still up there with most of the really good teams, but uh the Twins um are one home run behind. They may not be the team you expect to have the second highest home run total in the American League, but that's part of the reason they've been so dominant. Cleveland is tied for 11th with Toronto. White Sox, Royals, and then the Tigers, who have no power at all this year, are the teams behind them. Uh, Baltimore and Tampa ahead of them. Again, not, not ideal. League average is 90. Cleveland has 78. If you're curious about those other stats, league average is 249. Indians are 227. On base percentage, 321. Indians, 311. 429, Indians 386 for slugging. So they are well below the league average at this point. Um, and then runs is always a, a pretty solid indicator of offensive success. On the whole, in Cleveland, is is fourth from the bottom again. Uh, Kansas City ahead. Baltimore, Toronto, Detroit, Chicago. I mean, there is a very clear bottom of the league offensively. The Indians are at 271 runs. That is one less than uh, Kansas City and Chicago, who are tied for 10th and the league average is 309 so the Indians unsurprisingly are significantly behind so the the takeaway as we dive into the offensive side of this is the uh the offense is really bad but it is improving it's no longer historically bad it is merely um bottom five in the American League bad so uh stepping forward we'll we'll take growth um And some of that is Lindor being uh, back fully healthy and uh, playing. Some of that is Mercado Luplo. You might have forgotten there was a point in time where they didn't give him a lot of opportunities at the start of the year. And he actually got sent down to AAA for a time before coming back up. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of reasons for that. Even, you know, someone like Roberto Perez who really struggled out of the gate and uh, is playing much better now. I mean, really the only consistency they've had since day one is Carlos Santana. So just having some other guys perform around him is a big difference. So on the pitching side of things, team ERA, the Indians are fifth. Uh, league average is four forty eight. The Indians are at three ninety eight. The Twins at three ninety seven are just one better. So that's uh, you know immediately you're seeing what is keeping this team afloat. Uh, go over to quality starts. You know how many times do the Indians have a starter who goes out and produces the the quality start. If you're not familiar with a quality start, it is when a pitcher goes at least six innings and gives up three or less runs. So, you know, that's uh, it's viewed as a quality outing for this stat. And for the Indians, they are um, fourth in the league in quality starts. Um, for as much as I just bragged on Seattle, Seattle is fifth. <laughs> but, uh, you know, their their ERA is 5-2-9, uh, one of the worst in baseball. But they are getting a lot of quality starts in Seattle. But Cleveland has twenty. Eight of those. The league average this year is twenty-five. Oakland, Minnesota, Houston are the only ones that are better. Houston is just destroying everyone in that category. Uh, Earned runs. We'll just go. We won't do runs because earned runs are you know a little more democratic. Uh, This is where it gets interesting. So in the earned runs, the staff has oh you know why because it's uh, backwards. Let's invert that. (laughs) So Cleveland is fifth again. Tampa, Houston, New York, Minnesota, and then Cleveland, 277, league average of 313. I think uh, Walks is another one to look at. The Indians are tied for second best with Houston and Walks at 184. League average is 216. Minnesota is the best. It's not surprising when you think that the former Indians guy there it built that Minnesota team, so they'd follow a similar model. Strikeouts, Cleveland is fourth. Um, Houston is first. Cleveland has 605 to 506. And batting average against the pitchers, Cleveland is fourth at a .239. League average is .249. So Cleveland is a top-five team in pitching um, in spite of, which is kind of crazy to say, uh, Clevenger has had two starts. He should be back sooner than later, but he is on the disabled list. Corey Kluber was largely ineffective and then um, had his injury. Uh, Carlos Carrasco has been suffering from fatigue due to a blood condition, Uh, Trevor Bauer has gone back to being extremely inconsistent. He's being the pitcher he was every year outside of last year. And then the first guy who came up to fill in, Jeffrey, uh, Rodriguez is also on the disabled list. So five of the Indians first six starters this year, um, Four of the Indians' first six starters have been hurt. The fifth one has been incredibly inconsistent. Shane Bieber has even had some problems with his consistency we've seen. So, uh, yeah, the fact that they are here is almost more a credit to the bullpen. Um, It is a credit to to a lot of the guys who've come up and filled in. But the pitching has still been a strength in spite of all the craziness. Uh, The Indians are a top-five pitching team and a bottom-five offensive team. and. That is why this stretch is kind of the make or break. Um, You hate to say in June, this is, you know, this is a make or break, but because of who they're facing, if they can't go through and uh, take advantage of a schedule against bottom feeders, then uh, it's more than likely not going to come together this year for them. So we got sponsors. We will start with bluechew.com. It is the same active ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis. Uh, but since it's chewable, it gets in your bloodstream quicker. It means that uh, if you pop your pill in this case, that uh, you get to take advantage of it quicker. You're not waiting. Um, you don't have to be uh, planning out ahead of time quite as much as you would with the typical pill. Uh, our deal is you can try it free. You're going to have to pay 5 bucks for shipping. But if you go over to bluechew.com, use the promo code MLB, it'll get discreetly mailed to your house. No one's going to know what it is. Um, and you can give it a try. You can see what it does for you if you like it. And if you don't like it, it's five bucks out the window. Um, we all throw away five bucks on silly things anymore. I mean, there's some apps that uh, you've probably done some in app purchasing that was more than five bucks within the past week, I'm willing to bet. So go to Blue Chew. use the promo code MLB. To everyone curious, here's your chance. Our other one is hotels.com. I was seeing a commercial today on Hotels.com. I didn't realize that now they give you rewards for using them. So in addition to saving you time, saving you money, you're also now building up rewards and perks when you use their app. So it's a third reason to go and use Hotels.com. I've only ever used it through the the browser, but uh, it's another positive, another good reason to use them. I always tell you I use them. You should too. Hotels.com. So we are back for the second half of the show, and... As promised, we're going to go into the Lake County Captains. We're going to talk about the team at the currently playing at the lowest level for the uh, the Cleveland Indians. Mahoning Valley should be starting up uh, at the end of this month. They still got to sign a lot of the guys, but it's been a while since we checked in. So tonight, the uh, the uh, Lake County beat the Lansing Lugnuts, and in the game, uh, Cardenas really went off. He had a triple and a home run and a, a single, a double away from the cycle. Will Benson had three RBIs, even though he didn't have a single hit. It's not something you see very often. Uh, but his performance has continued to improve. Tyler Freeman gets two hits in the game. Uh, solid performance. Bo Naylor is actually their leadoff hitter. So that's that's an interesting approach. But it's... It's a fun lineup. I'm a Jose uh, Fermin fan. He's struggling a bit right now, but he is hitting in the six hole. Quentin Holmes was batting eighth, and he is really struggling. And you got some other, you know, guys that uh, that kind of have to prove themselves more than anything else. And then on the Cleveland side of things, in the Cleveland, Cody Morris was the starter. He was a pitcher out of South Carolina. The Indians drafted a year ago, so um, not a a super priority guy, but he was a day two pick and the Indians don't, didn't do any senior signs a year ago. So there is some value there. They did place value on him to get him at that spot. And uh, interesting thing. The Indians had three attempted stolen bases tonight. One of the cuts stealing is Quentin Holmes. Who's arguably the fastest player in their system. The one stolen base that went through Bo Naylor got a stolen base in the, uh, the, th- that is his, uh, third of the year in the third inning. So that was today's game. When we look at the overall roster, um, this is one that is likely to have some changes in the upcoming uh, weeks as Moaning Valley does get together. Um, you know, I talked about Rema- uh, Raymond Burgos. He is currently on the seven-day DL. Shane McCarthy, the other pitcher kind of of note on that team, also on the seven-day DL. You still do have Luis Oviedo down there. Um, Alex Royalty was a recent high pick. And um oh, Cam Hill is uh is down there rehabbing. But those are kind of the names and then on the hitting side of things, they have Naylor, who I mentioned, um Jesse uh Buridi just went on the disabled list. He's there with Cantu. So you still have Fermin and uh Freeman. Henry Poolhost is a is an interesting he was a I Either got seven hundred fifty thousand or a million dollars as a international signee, so a big money guy. the outfield it's will Benson, Quentin Holmes, Caraneius uh Jose Nelson was a day two pick a few years ago. but let's start with will Benson. so if you haven't been paying attention, will Benson is up to sixteen home runs on the year. What's interesting is when you look at his stat line, he's repeating Lake County, so he's a year older and more experienced, and he's facing younger players at this point or players about his age his walk rate is down and his strikeout rate is up now the strikeout rate is up almost a percentage point so it's not a huge amount but the walk rate is down a little more than two which is bigger on that side of things but uh he's being so much more effective this year because in 56 games he has 12 doubles he only had 11 a year ago he has 16 home runs he had 22 and he had 123 games so in less than half as many games He is, he's already surpassed his doubles total. And he is, you know, very quickly approaching his hit total. It's, he's doing the same things he did before, but he's making better contact. So in terms of he's always going to strike out a lot, he's always going to walk at a good uh, percentage as well, which is, gives him a better chance to succeed. But the fact he's, I mean, he's a big guy, so he should hit the ball with authority. And that's what we're seeing. Um, I'll be very curious to talk with people about something like his launch angle and things like that, if they've seen any changes in approach. It's also interesting, last year he stole 12 bases on 18 attempts. Not a great percentage. This year he's stolen 18 bases on 20 attempts, so much better, uh, much more efficient. He's hitting two eighty four, a three eighty two on base, a six twelve slugging. You look at the whole picture, um, he should get the call up soon. There's not—he's already—you know, this is his second year there. He repeated the level, and he's played quite well. So you would like to see him get a push-up. The tools are still there, and, I mean, there's still a chance for him to be a major league player. Talented, really hard worker. Everyone raves about his uh, work ethic and his personality. Uh, Physical tools were never in doubt. So, yeah, I mean, there's not much of a point to leaving him down there unless it's to instill confidence. If the Indians were afraid about his overall confidence— then I could see why they might uh, let him stay down there a little bit longer. Ty Freeman has is the number one prospect for the Indians down there, and he will likely uh, be down there for the entire year. He's his you know across the board. It's it's good but not great numbers. Um, his best tool is his hit tool. Um, he's going to be an up the middle guy who does a bit of everything but probably doesn't have a single plus trait maybe not even uh, you know, the hit tool is going to be above average maybe plus but uh if he can do enough with the bat to stick there he'll be fine you know he is only 20 years old and this is his sec third year in the the minors so he's you know a young kid can't even uh, he won't even be 21 until uh Till next year so he's got this whole year at age 20. Um, the Indians have been a little more aggressive this year and if he continues to play well there's a chance they could bump him up with the thought that he could eventually spend uh, part of next year in AA but the Indians have also not had a problem jumping Lynchburg and I don't know if that's because that's the one that's farther away so it's often harder for the staff to to get down and see them it's a lot easier to go to the local squad just because they're closer so sometimes a guy will go to Lynchburg and that is where he won't stay as long. So there is a chance that Freeman could go to Lynchburg next year and then by August be with A if he continues to perform. So Bo Naylor, the uh, first-rounder from a year ago. Um, earlier in the year, he was really scuffling. He was hitting under 200. Now he's hitting 220. He's adjusting to the level to a degree. He's walking 10% of the time, striking out 26. Uh, it's still not great production, but he's he's only 19 and it's like not only is he only 19 but he's uh he's a Canadian player so he was definitely he didn't get the reps because of weather he wasn't facing the same level of competition that a lot of those top prospects were and his brother had a hard time adjusting uh, in the minors at first too there was a time where hit the shine had really coming off came off of Josh because of some early struggles so yes Nehler is having some struggles I would not i wouldn't read into it let me put it that way i wouldn't go too crazy or worrisome there about the struggles and like i said with the in terms of hitters those are really the three uh three guys that stand out the three guys that i am checking the box score for every day quentin holmes to a lot of people might be there but it's just the bat has not been uh that was the other thing zach draper who i've talked about a few times um the left-hander who they drafted a year ago out of the uh, College of Idaho. Um, No, he was the College of Southern Idaho, my bad, and he was two years ago out of there. But he's a lefty who has been uh, excellent so far in the low minors. He had one game last year in Lynchburg. No, he's had one game this year in Lynchburg. I'm all over the place today. Um, But he finally got the promotion just recently up there. Uh, He had a 133 ERA across 40 innings, and he wasn't missing a ton of bats, though. So that is the one concern with him. Uh, You know, Is he going to be a Kyle Nelson, or is he more than David Spear, Ben Krauth level? We'll see where it goes, but it was nice to see him get that promotion as they've been moving a lot of relievers up. But Luis Oviedo, uh, still not missing bats. The walk rate isn't as high as it used to be he's um he's improving he's doing better but last year you know we looked at him in Mahoning Valley where he was young for the level uh facing a lot of college kids and he had the strikeout rate over 11 with a walk rate under 2 phenomenal numbers and he's you know he's cut the strikeouts in half and doubled the walks this year and that's an improvement from what we've seen but you know he was a guy who was flirting with the top 10 prospect status for the Indians a year ago, um, even though the Indians, you know, uh, Pleissack would be on there, but he's going to graduate sooner than later. Uh, Lenny Torres isn't going to be in there after being hurt. Yes, they have the the draft pick this year, but you know, Ethan Hankins hasn't pitched enough to show much. He could be kind of a guy that falls just because of lack of vision. But um, I don't. I, I I think that Oviedo is another guy who's not. He's probably not going to be in that top ten discussion anymore. We're not going to have that occur for him. So kind of a, a bit of a fallen situation. I didn't realize he actually made BP's top 100 prospects. So yeah, I, I don't know if we'll see that. The The numbers just haven't supported it as much this year. And then of the players who's left, uh, you know, I'll kind of chip in on uh, Raymond Burgos and he'll be the last guy here because I've been a, a big proponent of the lefty. And he is on the 7-day DL, but a uh, 20-year-old kid who has a strikeout rate of nearly 10, 9.8, a walk rate under 3, hit rate, home run rate, are solid, and he's a rail-thin lefty. That He is an incredibly high-ceiling pitcher. Um, he is the arm. If you said you can go see anyone pitch who's currently down there, he'd be the player I'd want to go see. So I would really keep your eyes on him. Of late, I've been kind of talking about like the five most interesting players on a team to me. I think with this one, it's really easy. I think it's Burgos, Ovieda, Freeman, Benson, and Naylor. So those are the five guys that I'd be most intrigued to see if I went down to to check out the Lake County Captains. I want to thank you all for checking out this podcast, for listening on the Himalaya app, on Google Play, on iTunes, whatever you do. Thank you. Um, Rating, reviewing, sharing, discussing things. It's all great. And as always, Go Tribe!